welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for everything comic book related. 60 minutes, two topics for the people. I, of course, am the uh, undoubtable, the inconceivable, the COO of U.S. Comics Cast, Charlie Boom Boom Rivera. <laughs> I don't even want to think about following that up. I'll just go ahead and say that I am the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics and your co-host of U.S. Comics Cast. Can you believe that it's actually... No, no, I was... Oh, I was just can dancing. you believe? Can you believe that it's actually episode 79? Is that... Is, this, is this real life? That's crazy. But in any case... Uh, we are we are so happy to have you. Uh, Charlie wrote stuff down for the introduction, but still neglected to mention our beautiful sponsors, who are but not limited to the fantabulous band that brought us in, rocking all day and all night and twice on Sundays. Bad Mary themselves, they are unbelievable. Um, also, we can't forget the Sarge. Salute to the Sarge. He might be on vacation. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to mention him. Sergeant Finesse, representing Sergeant Finesse Gaming right here on uh, Facebook Gaming. Guys, he's awesome. Actually, this is one of those circumstances where sometimes you don't realize how much you uh, miss somebody or need somebody uh, in your day-to-day than when they're away. He's on vacation in San Diego, beautiful San Diego, uh, missing all of our gorgeous weather. So... Hopefully he enjoys his vacation, but he's well missed. Um, Sergeant Finesse, and I would be loath to forget to mention the little guy in the middle right there. Um, guys, Ellis, let me just go ahead and introduce Ellis. That's him. Um, if you have caught any of our production art, and uh, we, Charlie and I were just looking at the numbers, uh, the, the character that was introduced this week Represents the forty-second character, the, the 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 Jackie Robinson of <laughs> characters that have been introduced already, and I mean basically for the lion, I mean more than lion share, the lion and the elephant and the tiger share. Ellis is responsible for the color on all of that art. He's a fantastic artist uh, in his own right, all across the board, but he does all of our color. Uh, Ellis, man, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Uh, the 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 comment section will be thoroughly missing your presence today, man. It's good good to be here. Damn nice. good to have you. Damn good yeah, to have you. You guys, you guys did seventy eight shows without me. That's uh, you, true. You know what? I mean, uh, here here's the thing. It wasn't easy, bro. It wasn't easy. We got here, but it was a it was a chore. All I have to say, I mean, here. There you go, Charlie, with another fake sponsor. Um, I just want to go ahead and start it off. Uh, this was very nearly still a two-person show today, but it would have just been Charlie and Ellis because this freaking hurricane, I, I, I'm so I'm assuming you guys fared better than me because everybody looks relatively dry and in one piece. Everybody's quaffed lovely. Um, this freaking thing went directly over my house basically it was unfreaking believable how, how did you guys how did you guys make out with the a little bit of weather? rain there was a little bit of rain <laughs> by me and nothing else ellis how about you uh, rain rain got winds got the trees going 
Holy crap. Yeah, we barely I, had a breeze. But John, I keep I was telling looking, you, you I was can't looking recreate at the weather. Hamilton. You, you can't read this eye of the hurricane nonsense. That's I know you're, you're in Jersey where everything's <laughs> legal and I know yeah. you enjoy firearms, but All you're not Alexander, bro. The man got killed literally five minutes away from my front door. It's the least I can do to occasionally recreate some of the better parts of the show. Um, but in any case, Charlie, I'll, I'll kick it off to you, man. Take us away since the weather couldn't bring me down. Not even your topic can do it. How dare you? But yes, <laughs> once again, I'm going to dive into heartbreak. Uh, it's, this week, it's my own. Um, Thank God. I, I have to proceed with this. I think one of the absolute greatest uh, live action superhero things of all time was Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Uh, I think Doctor Har, okay. I think Captain Hammer, Doctor Horrible. I think it's a uh, 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 what is it, Warhorse or or Death Horse, whatever his name may be. Uh, that made me teehee to no end. I have always been very apologetic about not loving the Avengers films. Uh, I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer mark, uh, but we gotta talk. Uh, normally, we like to talk news. But I'm going to go straight gossip column this week with my topic. Okay. Uh, Joss Whedon might be a huge douche. He There's reports coming out uh, of the Justice League set that normally would have resulted in Joss Whedon being canceled this week. But, and I have strong opinions about this, but he very specifically has not been canceled. A couple days ago... Um, the guy who played Cyborg uh, came out and had a very, very strong quote. But first, I want to kind of refresh you guys' memory on everything that happened with Justice League, the film. Other than it being a, a giant pile of yeah, questionable... other than it making me cry. Oh, and, and made you cry. It did. Mustache Gate will get to. Uh, on the 22nd of May, 2017, Zack Snyder steps down... From jo uh, from uh, Justice League, Joss Whedon takes over. May 26th, 2017, it's announced that Joss Whedon was already working on fixing Justice League. Uh, before taking over, he was working on the film itself. Uh, the 14th of June, Junkie XL was kicked out of the recording booth. They said, we don't need you. We're going to bring in uh, the, the kind of music behind... Uh, uh, kind of the more classic Batmans. Uh, Danny Elfman, famously from Batman Returns, wound mm. up taking over. Uh, July 18th, Zack Snyder strips his social media of everything Justice League related. Every picture, every comment. He went through and deleted it like a ex-girlfriend uh, and photos. July 24th, Variety breaks the news to the world that they're not doing tiny reshoots with Joss Whedon. He's not coming in to tape together some celluloid. He has a $10 right. million dollar budget um, to do extensive reshoots. Mustache Gate happens where our boy Henry, because he's, he's uh, busy with Mission Impossible, has a nice fluffy stash. They decide CG will make it look fine. They are wrong. Can I just... Can I just Hit pause real quick, Charlie, because I feel like uh, this may die a tribe out. Um, 
they took off like three years, basically. So Tom Cruise, who's a movie star, no one can deny it. Tom Cruise broke his poor little leg, his little tiny one foot long leg, because he's like four foot seven best. Um, he shattered his leg in like a million places, and they basically stopped production. But my man is like, hey, um, they're completely redoing Justice League, which is uh, arguably a, a huge movie, maybe the biggest ever in my career. Can I take like two minutes, shave off this mustache, and give me like a week to grow it back? They basically backhanded him across the chops like he was – it was as if he was the king in Hamilton. Like, shut the fuck up, British bitch. You go back home and you do what we tell you to. No, we'll CGI that shit. They literally... That was so rude. And and here, here's the other thing. Just to add on to your history um, before before you go to your point. When they said that Joss Whedon was coming on board, look, um, Snyder's departure notwithstanding, there were obviously reasons. Nothing happens for no reason, whether we agree with it or not. But when this guy was coming in, I... I'll speak for myself. There was not one cocked eyebrow. There was not like, well, you better not screw this up. I was like genuinely excited. I'm like, Juice, that's great. I, I love this guy's work. Everything he's done independently, I love. Uh, everything that he does for the big. I, you know, like, I did not have any issue with that baton being handed off. By, I don't know about you by guys. By and large, the whole world was excited. Ellis. Were you no. excited or were you like, oh, was, shit? So you were the first one ready to go uh, on Twitter. You're like, fuck Ellis this was shit. the guy. Ellis was the guy. I, and I was t- um, so Joss Whedon, and Charlie said he likes him. Uh, Buffy, loved Buffy. Loved Angel. I forgot about Dr. Dr. Horrible Sing Along Block. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was all right. That was. How <laughs> dare you? With the singing, right? Some sort of singing and stuff. And, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, with all the musical episodes of shit that he's thrown uh, out there, say, how were we surprised? I would say I got tired of Joss Whedon after Angel, and I love it. Angel's probably one of my favorite shows ever of all time. But after that, I don't think he really did anything of worth. <laughs> um, Strong. So Damn, I was happy that he I was like on it. Justice League. Now uh, you know why Ellis is our, is our color guy, because he's dropping it. salt yeah, in yeah, Technicolor. Yeah. <laughs> Ellis like, boom, boom. Ellis is dropping it two handies. Like, take I, this and that. I felt he, he awesome. kind of, you know, he, like I said, he became very predictable. All right. His his comedy style. So, I don't... so let me let me ask you this. So so um, if someone had come to you at that point and said, Ellis, what do you think that he'll end up doing with Justice League? What I'm hearing from you is um, that we would have gotten kind of a run of the mill. We didn't take. On the subject matter, yeah, we would have gotten with right. the now with the, now with the with the quippy dialogue. Sure, and, sure. Now that that's ironic because having seen having seen Justice League in the theater, <laughs> would you agree that is certainly not what we got? I, I I certainly wasn't a fan. I don't think anybody here was a fan, but it was not what I expected, good or bad. What we got was a terrible Frankenstein's monster of a movie. That's true. Um, true. I I don't even the the writer doesn't have a good track record on that movie either. So he's done nothing I mean, but garbage, basically. Talk about uh, a mess of like too many cooks in the kitchen. Rise of Skywalker. I, <laughs> I don't know on that, but 
hole. That's not. That's a different show. <laughs> that um, might be. That might be too uh, depressing. That's but, a bummed episode. This movie was kind. It was kind of doomed from the get go. It felt um, like it was built on the shakiest of grounds. It was such a rush to get there that it changing felt like directors it was built on an Indian burial ground. And the little family moved in like, oh, this is a great little home. I'm sure we can put a pull them back and no skeletons will pop up or ghosts will steal our children and pull them into the television. That'll never happen. Yeah, who could think that? And sure, goddamn enough. But to keep going with this timeline, um, on August 29th, these reshoots were so extensive. And apparently Joss Whedon was kind of in in uh, allegedly kind of in real time being like say this say that try this do that he winds up getting a writing credit on the film finally november 17th comes and every single one of us i mean not every single one of us because the movie didn't do that well financially it still made monster bucks just not in direct comparison to what it cost um the 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 movie's released poor reviews Reviewers dislike it. Fans dislike it. It seems to, uh, at very best, it has a couple kids that are like, that was a movie. <laughs> um, uh, November 19th, we hear about release the Snyder Cut. Now, the thing that's super interesting about this is kind of from day one, it wasn't just a, a bunch of nerds saying, I want to see what the film was supposed to be. Uh, it was also the actors were saying like, oh, we think that would be... Very, very interesting. Um, the cast started saying very interesting things. Very specifically, Ben Affleck said that it was kind of such a mess that he lost uh, enjoyment of the character. That the filming was so difficult, uh, he kind of fell out of love with with Bruce. But... He, he fell off the... like. In the first one, Ben Affleck was pretty good as Batman. I was skeptical of Ben Affleck as Batman, but that was one of the better things of yeah. Batman versus Superman. Ben yeah. Affleck's portrayal. I mean, as, as goofy as the script was, and uh, the, the premise was very faulty from jump. Um, but he didn't write the damn thing. Now, now, granted, he's an Oscar-winning uh, movie writer, so he probably could have written a, a far better version than than what we got but yeah no i i never blame an actor especially when you get a a strong performance in a bad movie if anything if you hand a great actor you know like myself for example a questionable material and they still produce gems you know like home run hitters like myself that's 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 more of a that's more of a compliment towards the the performer. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't take any umbrage with his portrayal. If anything, I was like, this fucking guy can't catch a break, man. Because every time they put, with the exception of when he portrayed um, in in Hollywoodland, his his portrayal, like, I mean, the the man has played Superman, Batman, Daredevil. You know he. He's got a pretty good resume, if nothing else. Cut there that no one saw. <laughs> this is true. You know, he almost didn't get to wear the yes. I remember that was the whole big thing about it. It they just would have been a B for Ben. It just would have been blank. He just been basically wearing the tights and the cape and 
underwears on the outside, which I happen to be wearing right after the show, but that's neither here nor there. Charlie, please continue. It is, it is your Friday night. Now, one thing that's very interesting <laughs> is while the cast was supporting the idea of the Snyder Cut, they always <laughs> threw on the asterisk. When interviewed, they were saying what a remarkable job uh, Whedon did. Very specifically, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, said... Hey, this was a next to impossible challenge, and Joss rose to the <clears throat> occasion. Now, what's very, very interesting is now just a few days ago, he tweeted Joss Whedon's on-set treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg. Accountability greater than entertainment. Someone wound up sharing a clip of him kind of singing Joss's praises at a, at a convention. I believe it was San Diego. Um, and he said, I would like to emphatically retract that statement. That I didn't think it then. I don't think it now. Hmm. What's really, really interesting... Is it's and I'll let you I'll let you take it away in one second, Ellis. What's really interesting is some people have gone recently to say this must be sour grapes because Ray Fisher is, is very well known as a stage actor. He crafted this cyborg role allegedly with the original director, and all of that's cut out of Justice League. But Ellis, yeah. what were you gonna say? Um, one thing that's kind of like you said, so someone pointing out that you know he's hypocritical. Kind of makes me think like, you know, he, okay, so he praises the guy at first, and now he's saying the guy, you know, he doesn't like the guy, whatever. Yeah. How do you, how do you align those two without saying, oh, I'm a huge liar in one of these situations? Um, you know, like, he didn't have to throw heaps of praise on the guy in the, the right. first place. If he didn't that's, like him. That's true. He said, my mama said, if you can't say nothing nice, <laughs> I think it comes. I, I think he, this he is. Could have called Comic Con sick. <laughs> I think this is one of the things I want to discuss. Uh, not that I have endless time left, but what slowly started to happen was some more reports came out on the heels of this on Kevin Smith's podcast, fat man on Batman. It doesn't need praise or reviews. You need to give those praise and reviews to us here at us <laughs> comics HQ on social media and us comics cast, wherever you can hear a podcast. Um, he was saying that Kevin Smith recalled working with some of the special effects guys that worked on both versions of justice league. And they brought up the fact that Joss Whedon kind of on day one, shit all over everything that had come before it now part of me goes like so wouldn't i wouldn't i also be like you guys are fucking in luck that i'm here because oof yeah. magoof the stuff you shot is bad but then another interesting story got some uh heat and then i will kick it to you guys i'll start with you john about what you think about this whole mess overall but i want to say this first very specifically, there is a scene in Justice League that's identical to a scene in Avengers where Flash lands on Wonder Woman's breasts. He lands on her chest. It's like supposed to be a gag of like, ah, it's it's like we're fucking. I guess is the gag. Uh, it's not. It wasn't funny in Avengers. It's not funny in Justice League. But what's very interesting is this was one of those on set. Let's do this. And, uh, and our Wonder Woman, uh, uh, Miss Gadot, John's uh, next ex, very famously said, Hey man, no, I'm not fucking doing that. 
So Joss went, all right, that's fine. You can go. Let's get a reaction shot of you. Great. Let's bring in your stunt double. A stunt double lay down, flash, jump on top of her, and flail around. That's fucking crazy from what's supposed to be, like, the most progressive guy in Hollywood. But, John, what what are your thoughts? Uh, you, you know what? Just kind of kind of speaking to what Ella said, I mean, in a professional environment, you know, in, in like, your, your workplace environment, you know, I came up, you know, right out of school almost immediately. I started working at Deutsche Bank, which is a huge organization, name drop. And um, it's uh, it's it's interesting because especially when you're kind of just getting established and the, the gentleman, um, I'm actually uh, one degree of separation. Kevin Bacon got involved with it. But, um, you know, so like I know a guy who's a very good friend. Uh, of this particular actor, Ray Fisher, and um, oh shit, really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I have never got the impression that this guy was anything other than, you know, all star, great, great guy, good person type deal. So you always have to start from from that place. I, I believe. I mean, like we're coming, we're actually right in the throes still of the after, uh, the aftermath. Uh, you know, of like the Me Too movement and Believe Her and, and all these uh, hashtags that are that are being thrown around. Um, and they have, I feel like they may have been overshadowed with more recent events. Not that one is more important necessarily than the other, but it's like, well, this is the current focus, right? Not that the other things are unimportant, but we're going to focus our, our attention. There's only 100% of ourselves to put out there. You know, we got to pick and choose. Um, but that all, that all being said, um, I think you really do have to come from a place of, if somebody says something, regardless of what, how you feel about the person that they're speaking against, because it's very easy if you don't like somebody and then you hear someone saying something negative that they did, you'll just be like, yep, that makes sense. Fuck that guy or girl, whatever. Right. Um, whereas if you have a love for the person, whether it's professional or personal or you just like a fan. Um, like if, if, if Jay Muse came out tomorrow, Charlie and said, Snoots. Kevin Smith touched my, touched my gooch. You'd be like, that's probably what, what, in what movie? I didn't see that one. That sounds hilarious. But like if, if, if two parties, let's say that you, that you are, you're in the camp of one says something negative about the other. I think you really have no choice to be like, Okay, then that must have been the case. Now let's see what party B has to say about it all. And to me, the real issue is that Homeboy really hasn't said shit about it. Now, Ellis brought up the point. Well, he, this this guy started off praising, uh, you know, praising this director that stepped in and conceivably like saved the movie. Um, I've been in a, that position professionally where I'm like, oh, this fucking guy, he's the best. Then the second he walks away, I'm like, I, I hate that motherfucking piece of shit, smelly ass rat fuck. And then, I mean, whatever, whether it's right or wrong, do I feel like personally that that minimized me? No, I'm, I still, I'm pretty sure that I'm great. But in <laughs> retrospect, if I had something to say about it, like accusatory, yeah, I, I would understand how that could take a little bit of the heat off of what I had to say when someone can say. Yeah, John, but didn't you also fucking say that that person could fly and turn invisible and was the greatest shit of all time? Uh, yeah, to, yes, I do understand that, but still to a degree. 
I am. I I'm coming from a place where I believe what what Ray said. Now that being said, though, um, when I initially heard about all the the beef that was that really started, it was more so that he didn't want to say his catchphrase. The booyah, now, booyah, 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 no. booyah, 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 yeah. So. I was now, like, Kabuki? A, he tightened, <laughs> a, bit of, bit of, he tightened so I was like, Hadouken? What does it go? How does it go? So, Well, that now, was the big rebuttal, where, apparently, from but, DC. They were like, but fuck him. But here's the thing, is that... Yeah. No, DC, as, oh, I, I, I signed with DC on that. He's got, he's got to say the catchphrase. I agree. Well, that's the thing, too. It's he's like, as a comic book aficionado, my first thing was like, nah, dude, that's just, that's just fucking what he says. You know what I mean? That's like if a, if a, if the the script fucking calls for an up up and away, and he's like, nah, fucking, I'm not saying that shit's corny. You're like, yo, well, then maybe I'm just not gonna sign your check this week. There's that option, of course, too. So, you know, I I have swayed um, into and out of the camp, but with with kind of everything being laid out on the table, and as smart as I am, I, I'm I'm loath to begin to to believe him. I'm I'm fucking the last thing in the world. This is this is the last thing I have to say, and then I'll hand it off to Ellis. If you're gonna try to force your bullshit sexist joke on anybody, I mean, first of all, don't do it. Just check that off the list as like a you know what, I'm not gonna do that today. But if whatever the situation is that you're like, no, no, I'm gonna pretty much gonna I'm calling my shot, that's gonna happen. Uh, let me just make a suggestion to you now, Mr. Whedon. Um, don't fucking do it with a military-trained Israeli warrior princess like Gal. Just don't do it to yourself because she just said no and ended up walking away and subjected the poor stunt double to that bullshit fucking dumb joke. But it could have very easily been that he got punched in the face so hard that his head spun around and he could look down his own ass crack at his butt cleavage. That could have happened, because that bitch is no joke. That's all I have to say about that. And that's why we love her. Ellis, what are your, <laughs> what are your feelings on it overall? On the, on the joke? On, on, <laughs> on how we having could, to... We could start there, but just in general, as, as not a fan of Joss Whedon, are you surprised? Are you not? Let me actually contextualize it this way. Just because you said you were a huge fan of Angel... Very famously, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, Charisma Carpenter came out, right? That's her name. She was the star of yeah. Angel. Charisma yes. Carpenter said, I got pregnant during season four. They did this and like weird, fired. bizarre angle where she was like possessed and like an <laughs> evil bitch. Then they fired her for season <laughs> five. Then she comes back as a guest uh, in, in a later episode or I think even in season five. And Joss apparently was so mean to her, her words, that she went to her trailer and, like, hysterically cried. Um, have you heard of that? Did that taint it for you? Um, or, again, since you're not a fan, are you like, fucking cancel him just because I'm sick of him? I, I'm kind of, so my feeling towards, towards uh, I, like John was saying before, <laughs> so someone you originally, you initially, like, you know, Aren't a big fan of someone says something, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, fuck him. I absolutely, I absolutely believe. <laughs> I stand with Cyborg. <laughs> but I didn't. You know what? What did one thing that did bother me? Um, and you, you actually just brought this up. I didn't, I didn't know this from the, with the little story about Gal Gadot. 
I didn't I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I did hear the cyborg thing and I'm like, okay, so what did he do? Exactly like cyborg the, I call him I'm just gonna call him cyborg. That's right. I don't, I don't. <laughs> we won't mix so him cyborg, up with Doom Patrol. <laughs> cyborg said, Oh, he's unprofessional. So I'm like, okay, what did he do that's unprofessional? It's just it does sound like sour it did sound like sour grapes from him. You know, which very I suppose well, if the movie was fantastic and was nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> I bet we wouldn't be hearing those sour grapes. Uh, you know, it'd be like, oh, he was a, you know, Joss was a tough taskmaster, but but that is very much the language it becomes. Now, another reason I wanted to talk about this is I'm a big proponent of obviously the 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 Me Too movement, the Speak Out movement. Uh, coming out of our comment section. Brian had a very good point. He said, remember, Joss got into a lot of trouble in the Me Too era, uh, the kind of first big round of it uh, a year or so ago, for being a, a kind of creep on set with some of the female talent. It hmm. remained unnamed. That, that woman kind of responded anonymously, which is absolutely yeah. her privilege. But it's not like this is the first time Joss has come under fire. He's very, very good with, with uh, using women as strong, powerful leads. Right. They he, weigh he 125 pounds. He writes great female-led stories, but that, that doesn't always yeah. equate to like, oh, well, that means he's, a, a, you know, uh, he's an ally, so to speak. He can still be a fucking creep. But like, right in like the 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 girl that he wants to be a creep in, creep to, he's like ah, on page twelve, you know, like you know, it's almost like a self fulfilling yeah. prophecy in, in that way. So they're not uh, they're, those those are not two mutually exclusive things, and you know. It, that's that's important to keep in mind. And I don't have endless time. I have a few minutes left on my clock here. Uh, the thing I wanted to mention though that I I'm, I'm happy about is I'm not a fan of cancel culture that isn't deserved. Yeah. Um, I think there is a certain amount of where there's smoke, there can be fire. Uh, I just don't love it when the instinct is like, okay, let's this person can't have a career until they prove themselves innocent. What's very interesting about this story is, and it's, it, it's a somewhat unoriginal idea because I was going back and forth with a few people on social media, if this was Gal Gadot who came out and said this guy was unprofessional, he did this scene I, I felt uncomfortable with, he forced the stunt woman to do it, I suspect Joss Whedon would be under a lot more fire than he is since it was a, a man who, who came out and said, like, I don't like this. I feel a little bit like that same cancel culture is going like, wait, 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 let's wait until we hear from, from Joss. And I don't know if this is a... Or a good or bad thing, because the last thing I want, like Ellis said, Ellis feels like it probably was sour grapes. And when thinking about how I would be if someone asked me to take over uh, Rob Pattinson's The Batman, they're like, we don't like how it's going. We like your podcast. Charlie, come in and be the director. The last fucking thing I'm going to do is like, this movie was going perfect without the old Char I'm going to come in and be like, you see your dumb cowl? Let's get this boy a real cowl, baby. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, an asshole. I disagree with that, Charlie. Because, and, and knowing you, I think that you're far more, you know, gregarious in that. Here, here's the thing. If, if somebody brings you in and as the savior, right, you come in, you're riding a fucking white stallion and you like, you tip your hat. I mean, they're already looking at you as, okay, here's the guy 
who's going to save the day. They're not calling you in as like a fucking maybe. That's These a valid are point. millions of dollars. So to me, if I was let's let's just say that I was a fan at that point. Like this fucking guy is the best. I love all his shit. And then that guy showed up. And again, obviously, <clears throat> I wasn't there. I should have been. Um, but if that if that person person A, let's just say to keep the names out of it, comes and they show up to save the day. And I'm all happy about it. And they're like, I'm here to save the day because I'm the best. And that other person was shit. Fuck. Well, the, what, all that stuff that you were doing before was garbage. We're going to do some new stuff now. Get, I'd be like, fuck this guy. What are you kidding me? That's a good point, too. That That's like, what a way to take the shine off of yourself. So in defense more, of Joss, he had he's coming in off of the MCU, which everyone loves. That's true. And he's that's coming true. in to pick. You know, horrible DC EU, which everyone hated. <laughs> right. So, but but again, even 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 to of, your point, you know, Elisto. On his high horse, they, saying, you know, my better. But he didn't have to say that. They went out everything that he did with the Marvel uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. He did. No one can take that away from him. So that's why they brought him in. He knows that. They know that. Everyone who's involved knows that. So like, why? Would the what necessitates showing up to me again? This is my like my uh, dollar store therapy session. Um, to me, that just speaks to a woefully insecure person. So if somebody does particularly well in a thing and then gets brought in to save the day, and they're they're like, we need you to come over here because you're the best. Then he shows up. What need is there for him to say, I'm the best, right? Isn't what I'm doing great? Isn't this awesome? Like, there's just no need. You just fucking do what they brought you to do. Let the work speak for yourself. And and going back also to Ellis's point, um, what what Ray Fisher said, I think Charlie has more to do with why there wasn't that initial uproar. Because you know him saying, "Oh well, he was grossly um, inappropriate and he was unprofessional." I mean, these are just like very. Not very, but relatively wide open, speculative, speculative things. If I say, Ellis, don't point. talk to Charlie, he's a douche. And I just leave it at that. You're Not sitting wrong. there, you're like, your first thought must be like, well, what? why is he a douche? Oh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm going to listen I, to you. But I need more. I need more to, to like, say, yeah, okay. To develop you know, an that's, opinion. That's basically all I got from this whole thing is I don't like Joss Whedon. Right, right. I didn't you know, like him because of, like him. <laughs> he, and he didn't fill in the blank. Now that's but not to say that, the blank that you know Joss Whedon said right. you know if he was like he fucking raped my mother and he stole twenty dollars out of my wallet. I was like, oh, that's a fucking jerk right there. Holy shit! But he just you know, and again, I'm not saying that he's not right. That Ray Fisher is not correct. It's very possible, and the evidence is piling up that maybe this guy's a fucking asshole. Um, I honestly just maybe out of morbid curiosity. Instead of just being like, oh, he's a douche, okay. Uh, and again, I have re- kind of reason to, to believe it, to, to believe whatever this guy says. Because, uh, you know, the, a friend, a good friend of his, who I happen to, to uh, know, said this guy's great. That that should be enough for me personally. But that's just me. I mean, you know, there are millions of, of, of fans out there. So um, I think that's the reason why, Charlie, that people are not up in arms. Personal. Again, I'll finish with this and I'll kick it to you guys because my time is just about finished up. Ultimately, my, my point is 
I do like to live in the reality of we can try to be better. I feel like years ago, um, before cancel culture really, really locked its grip in, it used to be like, hey, you did this shitty thing. Don't do it. Be better. And then if you still were a shithead, then I feel like cut your head off. Fuck yourself. Now you're not allowed in the industry. Now you can fuck right off. And obviously there are some things that are so inexcusable that you should get canceled once people know it's true. But I would love the idea of, like, if this does blow over, which I suspect it will. It um, seems like I, it's going to yeah. I hope Joss's next project, because I am a fan. I'm a big fan. I hope next time someone's on set with them, even if it comes with the with them saying, like, I heard you were kind of a douche sometimes. Hopefully that's not true, big guy. Uh, or even better still, <laughs> next time he comes on set, maybe you pull a Keanu. Maybe buy the grips some lunch. Because while Twitter was talking about this, people kept bringing up Keanu Reeves. And they were like, you would never hear this shit about Keanu Reeves because he's the greatest. Further proving, Keanu <laughs> Reeves should direct the next Justice League. Uh, John, final thoughts? I mean, you know, I I, I kind of rambled for for a bit there, so, you know, uh, you know, you you you're, you refer to a few different things. I mean, in terms of the, I'll, I'll leave it on this. Cancel culture um, is to me is actually rapidly approaching that saturation point of being overused, where I just don't want to fucking hear it anymore. Um, right now, I think that one of because there's a lot of things going on. God knows. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues that we have, even just in our small little niche, right? Um, in our, let's just call it our, our comic book community, for lack of a better uh, hashtag, uh, which will be trending. God willing. Um, I, I think the, the idea of cancel culture is lazy because what we want to do collectively, because we're all doing uh, uh, 50 things in a time period that we can only do 49, we're all exhausted collectively. There's a million things going on. It's understandable. It's justifiable. It's not wrong. Well, however many uh, adjectives you want to add to that. Um, but ultimately, we're fucking tired right now and we're lazy. So what we want to do is paint with a very big broad brush and just be like oh somebody says something negative okay what we do now is we cancel them that's not the case every individual story or circumstance is exactly that and for us to pretend that it, they're all treated the same way it's a fucking fallacy it's a lie that we're telling ourselves um just because we don't want to put in the effort to have to kind of brain through this particular issue so I don't believe I don't believe in the concept of cancel culture, but on the same token, I don't think that it's real. I think that we have a lot of accessibility to technology right now, so people's voices can be heard, even if it's a text or or you know a, a, a tweet or whatever the fuck. Um, however, ultimately, it's the people who spend the money who ultimately are going to make the decision whether somebody is needs to pay a price for something they said or did or was accused of, whether it's a one-time thing or whether it was a lifetime, kind of like this is just what they do and who they are. It's the, it's the money. Follow the money, and you'll know how somebody was effective. Cancel, cancel culture is, uh, is fucked up um, as, a, as a theory, but it's, it's not real. It's just a, a fucking – it's a phrase that people are throwing around 
you know, no, nobody likes it, obviously, but it's it's bullshit. You know, it's bullshit. Fair. Ellis, final thoughts. Okay. Um, I do think it is kind of real. We do hear about people losing their jobs and stuff. Over Ellis, thank you for joining us. You were a great guest. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some tweet <laughs> they made, you know, back back in the 70s. And, you know, so that does happen. I, I do think that happens. Um, right. I well, do also agree with John's is, point, though. Is my point, though, is that, like, wallet so, is going to. Yeah. So, so somebody know, tweeted real something. Cancellation of something. I mean, somebody. But that's also with quality. So, like, in, I'm not going to watch Joss Whedon movies because regardless. he makes bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> not because he's a jerk. <laughs> like. <laughs> No, no, but what I was saying was like, so, so, um, I mean, and we've seen, I mean, there, there are examples where somebody, um, they dig something up, right? Whether it was by design or they just stumble across it, they dig something up, something that was written someplace, and then it gets put out there and there's backlash. There's a lot of opinions about it. And then a company who they work for says, you know what? Fuck this person. I'm going that that person now no is no longer affiliated with us. Um, that's ultimately whomever that company is, their decision. But on the same token, um, you know, you have like a, a huge bil billionaire level uh, oil companies and there's a fucking oil spill. And all we see is like ducks and fucking penguins and, you know, dinosaurs with oil all over them shit like hmm, that sucks. And then there we are the next day filling up our, our, our tank. That's where we would have the power, so to speak. That's where the flip-flop is. But when you're dealing on an individual basis, now you're talking about, okay, it's individual versus an institution. If it's Joss Whedon versus Marvel, uh, then you're going to have to go ahead and put your money on Marvel because – Okay, Joss Whedon maybe said this or maybe said that. So no, I, I, I but I agree with what you're saying, Ellis. I mean, there, there are absolutely, um, there's a price tag. There's def definitely a price they're made, tag. They're made by accountants who say <laughs> this guy, this guy is not going to make us money. Yeah. But, but James Gunn, we forgive him because we think he's going to make us money. Just give it it's, enough time, and then it, it'll, it'll like a yeah. little blow over. So, yeah, everything like business again. Big companies don't care about you know your values or morals. They just want to make the money. Yeah. That's Especially it. a company uh, like Disney, but uh, you know, Warner Brothers isn't much better. Uh, the day when Disney, we're the company. Disney, you know, they're where they, you know, they, they, they support, you know, racial equity and stuff, but they take the black guy off the Chinese poster at the same time. You know, and yep, that's exactly and, right, you know, man. Really and, and, and people are continually collecting evidence, whether, we realize it or, or not. I mean, you know, and we're we're really no exception. I mean, um, you know, the second that we started putting our own creations out there for public consumption, now all of a sudden you're you're open to opinions coming back. And every opinion is not gonna be mommy patting you on the back saying, Hey, what a great job. You're so wonderful, everything you do. Every poop you make smells like roses. Uh I grew up with Charlie, I guarantee you. His poops do not smell like roses. That's it's just not true. They smell like poop. <laughs> they smell like a poop, ate a poop, and then pooped out that poop. And that's what you're smelling. 
That's also a fact. But that is our time. Let's very quickly give a big shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Bad Mary. Some of the, the, the absolute earworms uh, get stuck in my head. Uh, you can go to their website. You get some sweet merch uh, hidden in my set is now a few little Bad Mary things. Maybe there's a pin. Maybe there's a keychain. Maybe there's a sticker. Maybe there's a patch. you got to look to find it. Also, the Sarge, uh, Sarge of Finesse Gaming, right here on Facebook, where you're possibly seeing this as Elliot just slaps around his camera. You can also follow us <laughs> on all of our camera. social media, US Comics HQ. You can support this podcast fully uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. iTunes is my favorite. Do it. But you can listen to it. It's US Comics Cast. Uh, if you don't know how to spell it, hell's wrong with you. Most importantly, hit Work share, hit the like button, hit the heart button. Let us know that uh, that we're not just screaming into the ether. Uh, but the CEO needs to speak because that's what CEOs do. Take it away, John. Yeah, so um, that's me. That That is me. Um, so as I reopen this window, which I emphatically closed out because like I just made a great point. X, X out of this window. I don't need this shit anymore. Um, I... Um, God, so so Charlie and I, uh, we, uh, everyone knows, even remotely knows us, knows that we we share a brain. You know, for a good ten years, I got it. I had the brain all to myself, and I admit I did shit with it. I had a hundred percent brain, and I wasted that time. I did nothing creative. Um, and then Charlie rolled around, and I was like, "Oh, here's <laughs> half of it. There you go." So we do share most thoughts, almost all likes. Uh, the only thing we don't do is share a meal because the fuck are we, some kind of animals and stuff? Get out of here. Um, but, but that being said, one of our very favorite things um, that have come out of uh, the, the Great White Hype, which is one of the funniest movies ever made. If you disagree with me, we can best. talk about it, but you're, you're just wrong. Uh, it's James just the Grim Reaper Roper. Damn straight. Um, but one of the things, one of the great pulls from the movie is when uh, um, when two of the fighters, the smack talking has gotten to the point where they're now duking it out in the ring, but in an unlicensed manner. Um, <laughs> Sultan uh, is screaming, don't give away for free what we can sell, which it's stuck in my brain like a like an arrow pulled back at full strength, and it just dang, 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 and it just has stayed there forever. So that concept of not giving away for free what we can sell has always stayed with me. It always will. I yell at Charlie Ellis on a daily fucking basis. We start to go into a conversation. I'm like, shut the fuck up, shut up, save it, save it, save it. Right <laughs> for this. Um, now I am loath to admit, I myself was guilty of what would have justified a backhand from the Sultan of giving away for free what we can sell. Because just yesterday, I, I, I begged him basically to answer this question, which really was, was intended for this space. Um, so, so what I brought to Charlie's attention was I happened to have, uh, after work, I caught... Uh, Charlie, what I catch? I caught Highlander. Chlamydia. The original highlight. We put that to bed. That's what the ointment's for. Don't worry about it. Um. So so 
I have to ask you the same thing, Ellis. When's the last time that you saw the original Chris Lambert-led Highlander movie? <laughs> I know, I know, on the spot. And I mean, it's, um, it's, um, it, it has to be a long time. I mean, don't, don't, there's no shame yeah, in it. It's, it's, yeah, that's, it's fair. That's fair. Enough time goes by, but certain things kind of like get solidified what, that's what in there. In the beginning, he's wrestling. Like, Yes, that's exactly right. It starts off with a wrestling match in what's supposed to have taken place in New York City, but clearly is taking place at the old Jersey uh, uh, arena. Um, but in any I case... Like, I listened to the theme song last week, though. Uh, the, the, the music is... Oh, just, I mean, bar none. Dope. Um, so in any case, I reach out to Charlie. I'm like, listen, this is what I'm watching. Uh, some parts of it are fucking amazing. Some f- parts of it, and you forget with enough time. I'm like, some parts are literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Some parts are like a punch straight to the scrot. Um, but I started immediately thinking about like, okay, well, the other iterations, Highlander 2 is regarded in many circles as potentially maybe the worst movie ever made. The quickening. Um, it's. I mean, there's some heavyweight contenders to the throne, but it's it's in the conversation. Then, of course, there's the very, very well-received, long-running series. Uh, we're like, oh, there's another McLeod, but like completely doesn't look the same. And we'll have Connor in the first one and just move on with there. Steve uh, McLeod. From there. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that all being said, I, I went right to Charlie. And I was like, Charlie, let's redo this right now. And it's like a fucking stupid game. U.S. Comics began as a variation of this game. You know what would be cool? Fill in the blank. Um, so so the recasting of it uh, you know, was a conversation. And it's a conversation, actually, that carried over to this morning. Because uh, Charlie must have fell asleep on his controllers or something. Um, I but- was hanging out with wrestling superstars last night, sir. That's fair. That's very fair. I, I didn't know uh, Jess went into the wrestling game, but I can really see it. She's got a hustle by the kid to, to, to carry it. How dare you. Big uh, shout out to Brian Myers and Swoggle, formerly Horn Swoggle and Kurt Hawkins. I bought them dinner. I wow. did that. This guy. Look at you. So close I to mean, getting likeness rights for the comic. The, 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 the positive of that is like Swoggle can't eat much. I mean, he's just, you know. It's a little guy. Drinks like a fish, though. Well, you know, he's only human. So that, that again, that preamble being said, and that ate up half my time. Um, going through the news, because I'm a good boy, Alice, not like Charlie. Um, going through the news, I came across little tidbit that the Russo brothers, after the Rivera brothers, maybe the most famous brothers, the Russo brothers have confirmed that Taika Watiti will be their next guest on Pizza Film School, which if, if you guys haven't caught it yet or the, the listening or viewing audience hasn't, guys, watch it. No new movies of any worth are really coming out unless there are fucking trolls in it. Um, it this is dynamite. It's an inside behind the curtain look at some of the greatest movies ever made, some of our favorite movies. I'll classify it that way. Um but the Taika Watiti, who everybody loves, rightfully so, uh, is going to be their guest on, on their, their show. And the topic is going to be one of his favorite movies of all time and a big, big influence in his career. Flash! Ah! 
defenders of the universe. They're going to be talking about Which is my the best man. Movie. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Oh. So they're going to be talking Flash Gordon. Respect. They're going to be talking my man Jones. Um, so, so obviously, I'm super duper excited about it. Uh, and we can, you know, I'll, I'll hand it off so we can uh, ultimately talk about how much we fucking love the movie and how God, great it it's is. It's the best. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that now. I'll, I'll hand it over. Just go ahead and wax poetic about this movie. Well, I, I, I'll speak for myself, and, and then we'll kick it back to you, Ellis. Uh, the great thing about Flash Gordon was it must have been inexpensive as hell to rent for, like, your TV movie. Because uh, WB, uh, now CW, but they used to have, like, Saturday morning movies into Saturday afternoon movies, into Saturday night movies, into super early Sunday movies. I've seen Flash Gordon on Saturday morning about 461 times. They would play it back to back sometimes. They would play it. It was like that. Short Circuit 2 for some reason. I'd be, I'd be like, I'd literally be watching the robot be racist because Los Locos kick your butt, Los Locos kick your face, Los Locos kick your ass into outdoor space. Doesn't totally rhyme, but they just racist it up. And then, (laughs) and then immediately when Flash Gordon it, um, my god, Flash Gordon managed to somehow be. This, like, wildly low budget. When he puts his hand in, like, the fake mountain, it's so clearly cardboard. And he puts his arm in and the whole fucking thing shakes. But then when his asshole buddy jumps off the thing and it's the worst fucking claymation wings, little kid me was like, wow! He's flying! A fat bearded protagonist! I could get halfway there! (laughs) Yeah, but the real question is, granted, so you've seen it plenty, but have you seen the Flash Gordon scenes in A Christmas Story? What? Because those are a thing. Damn straight. So, so uh, Christmas oh, Story. Oh, it is the deleted scenes at the, the, the toy scenes store? That didn't, that didn't make the cut. So as he's having this, these visions of oh, yes. the blue steel beauty, um... Ralphie also imagines, in addition to as well as saving his family from backyard uh, criminals with the blacked out eyes and stuff, he also goes into space and helps Flash Gordon with some shit. Because when you got a Red Ryder BB gun, there is literally nothing on this earth or in space that you can't do. So your Flash Gordon. Oh, baby, baby. Ellis, honestly, the second that this is over, go onto the to the I interwebs will. and check it out. It's like when you see it, you like, did somebody just cleverly Photoshop these two shits together? No, no, they they exist. They they were real. They should um, they should have left that in there and people <laughs> went to see Flash Gordon. Well, here's the thing: we're gonna watch it all day on Christmas Eve anyway. So if we're gonna watch it on a constant loop. If it's two hours or three hours, what's the you know what's the difference, Ellis? How 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 many how many Flash Gordon viewings are under your belt? Uh, similar to Charlie, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on at the weirdest times. WWW It's um, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So, 
Um, again, you know, just just to give another plug, um, I, I think it's actually, and Charlie says it with Chief. I think they actually just wasted money. On it. <laughs> no, I, I agree with they you. They spent I all the money on catering. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we really need to get the Jets trademark because he's the quarterback of the Jets. Yeah. They're like, all right, that's eighty percent of the budget. Worth it. Character development. It's very important. Everybody Fucking loves up. the Jets. Yeah, they're the they're always going to be the best football team, fucking mutts. So, <clears throat> in any case, again, and they they don't need our plug. Uh, neither does uh, Taika Watiti. Because also, if you guys are not, if uh, the viewers, I mean, uh, if you guys haven't watched what we do in the shadows, literally stop listening to this nonsense. Go watch that. The funniest fucking thing that's out there. Uh, I love it so much. Um, but that all being said, again, Taika Watiti, he talks about how. Um, Especially his work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, obviously, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a very, very good viewing. Uh, so there, you know, the the show in general kind of talk. It's hosted by the Russos, as we know, um, and it and it's a very educational. It's it's almost like a, it's almost like if somebody did a, 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 the behind the scenes a bonus DVD and uh, like in the back after you watched Raiders for the hundredth time. Um, somebody else made like a, oh, by the way, this is how this was done. That's in essence what this show is. But so, so that's, that's clear. Go and go and watch that. Cause that'll be better than this version. But to, to continue my game that I started with Charlie, I said, you know what? In this era of the reboot and the, and the recasting fucking flash Gordon is a begging how yes it has not been done already i'm shocked and chagrined um i haven't heard of those rights i mean i haven't heard even like a whisper in the wind a fart in church not a hint that this is being done so i've gone ahead and whoever does own the rights i've begun the work for you and i'm gonna put this to you guys for your contributions or additions to or detractions. This is my, the U.S. Comics produced Flash Gordon 2.0. So for my Flash, I want, who I also cast in my Highlander reboot, but as the villain, um, I want Chris Helmsworth, the mighty Thor himself, as Flash. I think he can definitely pull it off. Now for Ming, and this is an interesting point, because, see, here's the thing. Now, Flash Gordon was created in an era where anything Asian was immediately perceived by American audiences as the bad guy, right? That's bad. This is uh, Oriental. Is we we don't like it. It's very. It's the opposite of everything that we know. Ergo, it must be bad. So for some for some genius uh, uh, the, uh, reason, they said we're gonna make a, a warlord from another planet look as stereotypical Asian as we could possibly come up with, which is like, that's you are working so hard to be racist at that point that you like, there must be a bone or a muscle that you can, that you must pull. Like you can hurt yourself being that racist. I'm, I'm pretty confident. Most but, Asian person to play him. Max I mean, von Spider. Well, well, here you go. You know what? Juice by them by saying, you know what? We're not going to fall down that particular rabbit hole. We're still going to be calling him Ming the Merciless. We're still going to give him the Fu Manchu. We'll still have him on the planet Mongo. Um, but at least we won't cast an Asian actor 
maybe it was maybe it was the opposite. Maybe they were still into the whitewashing. Like, you know, it should be Asian guy, but we'll give it to Max anyway. I'm going to avoid that shit completely. We're not going to give him the Asian aesthetic. He's not going to look like he fucking came from the Ming dynasty. He's just, his name is Ming. Um, but I'm going to cast by Ming Chen from comic book man. <laughs> yeah, Ming you know Chen, what? come Ming, on out. Ming, I'm pretty confident would line up for that at probably at scale. And I've seen his work and we spent some time with the man in person. I think he could really pull it off. But if Ming Chen doesn't want to play the role, I'm going to give it to Oscar Isaac, who I've already cast to play myself in the John Rivera story, which is probably going to be like a made-for-TV thing, but I think he'll do it. In any case, he just he's, I think gonna, he's going to... Yeah, exactly. He's like, how does this end? He blows up. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I'm going to cast it with Oscar Isaac. Again, his name is Ming, but he's not going to have that aesthetic. He's just going to look like really crazy, awesome spaceman. We'll call um, him Mang. Mang the Merciless. Depending on the accent, sure, sure. Now, for the for the lovely ladies, for a little something for the tired working man, for the role of Dale, I am uh, I'm casting another future ex of mine, Margot Robbie, because she can do nothing wrong. Now, for Aura... I'm going to uh, now uh, yeah I I at this point there may be some kind of legal relationship on paper I'm not sure cuz I I'm throwing a lot of work her way Natalie Dormer is is a, a, a just a, a a home run for me as as the princess um and then for the princes uh for Baron I want Jude Law cuz nobody can play snarky like him and um for for Prince Voltan claymation wings notwithstanding it's got to be Jay Momoa, right? It's got to be. I don't want with the fake, I don't want with the, the skinny arm, non-muscle version. Like, I, he's got to bulk back up again if those commercials are to be believed. But I think he'd be a dope Boltan. Um, and then naturally, since we know that he's a fan and I'm a fan of his, Taika Waititi's got to direct. I mean, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. The budget is not a thing. Um, but Taika's got to direct and do his thing to it. Um I mean, guys, are, are, am I wrong? Is this not... I mean, my cast is obviously perfect, but is this not a, a, a reboot that's ready to be to be made? I feel like a lot of these dum-dums out there, they don't know the source material. They don't... like So for them, like, oh, this new shit, Flash Gordon, um, I, I think it's a home run when it happened. What, what do you guys think? Uh, June 25th, 2019, it was announced that uh, Taika Watiti is, in fact, remaking... Uh, he's, he's making a Flash Gordon picture. They did refer to it as a remake. No. According to Deadline, his camp says it's too early to say um, exactly what's going on. John Davis is allegedly producing. Um, this is set up. You said Davis or Rivera? <laughs> uh, it looks did like. Did you mispronounce that? I, 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 I must have. Because <laughs> this is meant to be. It looks like it might be animated. It might be from Disney's animation studio. But Matthew Vaughn had it in 2015. John does not seem happy about that. Uh, you want it live action? Animated? It's got to be live action. Come on. I mean, look, with everything that we can do with computers, it's going to be 99% animated anyway. So, like, you can have a couple of actors prance around in the little ping pong suits for me. Come on. Am I asking for too much? What the fuck? 
And again, this is this is old news. A lot in the world has changed. Who knows? Yeah. I'm gonna go slightly uh, different with those with that cast, though. I'm going okay. all wrestlers. So I'm gonna have Rock. No. I'm gonna. Have, I'm gonna you do... stole my. You stole my pick. Go go. go. <laughs> yeah, he's our guest, Charlie. You damn. Thief. Go, Ellis. Go. I didn't mean it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was I was going Flash Gordon. It's got to be The Rock. That's money. That's that's easy money. That's printed money right there. Player man, The Rock. Okay, here's the thing though. Flash Gordon is known for those luscious locks. Are we gonna have a we, bald Flash Gordon? Or no, we gonna no, wig no. Him we're up? we're wigging him up. If we wig him up, wig. this is my as the as the executive producer. This is the only thing I insist. Wig him up, but it's got to be a blonde wig. Oh yeah. Yes. I want blue I contact want luscious cocoa tan of The Rock himself, but like. Just a big Johnny Bravo blonde wig. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> he was supposed to play Johnny Bravo once. I think he yeah. still has the wig. Uh, I think it, I think it absolutely see, could work. Ellis is already saving me money. Look, this is exactly the type of partnership that I need. Charlie, you're fired. You're canceled, Charlie. Ellis, welcome to the team, brother. It was bound Save to me. happen Thank sooner you. or later. <laughs> Who else you got? Who else? Who do you guys want for? Who do you guys yeah. want for? That's him. God, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who else uh, do you got, Ellis? What's the like? We got Dale. I am going to go with uh, Alexandria Daddario. That's a pull, man. I'm putting her in anything. That's a pull. That's fair. Look, that's fair. Ellis um, is next. Greatest next. relationship started this way. So, uh, now Ming is a hard one. Because you could you could just lean into it, like like you could just like lead into it and be like, okay, I'm just gonna go with, uh, you know, just hire. I I, I almost want to gender bend him. Do it. Look, this is 2020, man. Nothing I'm, is off the table. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna who was who was the um who was the act who what was the movie with the robots? All of them. What the <laughs> fuck, Star Wars? Star Wars. What was the movie with the rope? John, can I have my job back? What is this amateur hour bullshit? What is Look, the movie with the robots, Ellis? First day. Pacific Rim. It's I'll a visionary period. Girl, the Japanese girl from Pacific Rim is going to be Ming. And we're Yo, just going to lean into the first movie. When you think of movies with robots, you think of fucking Pacific Rim. Are you shitting me? Oh, that's not my... <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so... What about the princes? The, who are the playing the princes? Right, in that movie, she's going to be Ming. Right. We're just going to lean into the racism. Perfect. Look, I hope we, she's still in a giant saved, robot. We saved a lot of money on the wig purchase, so we have money in the kitty for the eventual lawsuits and stuff. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. You just, you just keep rolling with it. I love it. Okay, so now we need we need the prince princess is um, I don't know I guess you need someone who's kind of regal I don't know who do we who do we got out there uh, I mean I vote we go Charlotte Flair uh, I don't want to see her in a wrestling ring but I will see her in a movie Charlie it's Woo! it's almost as if you think that their wrestling contracts mean that you can put them in like whatever vehicle and then not have to pay them anything for like 
the extra work. I mean, they're gonna have to to miss a couple of Raws and Smackdowns. That's money out of our pocket, man. Hey, like, I went contracted to the people. I went to the Joss Whedon school of directing, so they're That's gonna true. fucking do what I say. Charles is gonna show up. Hey, that old Flash Gordon really stunk on ice, huh? Don't worry about it. King Dingling is here, boys. All right, real quick. So, uh, so, so Prince Volcor, whatever the fucking name is, <laughs> you're gonna hey. land. You're gonna land on the princess. It's like you bring your lions over here. It's like you're doing it, but you're not. Then we'll <laughs> cut to her face, and she'll be all like, "Oh no, it's like we're doing it, bro, but we're not doing it." I, I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, interviews with him. Um, his 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 uh, his attitude towards underlings, notwithstanding, I'm pretty confident that's not an accurate voice you're doing for him. To, I, I gotta say it. I, I I hate I hate to say it. It doesn't bring me any pleasure, but I gotta say it. I think it's right. I think it's spot on. The one thing though, and I I did leave this off the table, but much like uh, our unrequested remake of Highlander, I also am insisting that Queen comes back to do this soundtrack of my new uh, Taika Waititi led. Uh, Adam Lambert. Dude, I've also been uh, going going back to the opening of the show where we tell a little bit of our lives. <clears throat> I've been on a, a real tear of watching documentaries. A documentary I caught was one that was exclusively about Adam Lambert's stepping in to the to the unfillable shoes of, of Freddie Mercury. Um, I mean, mostly because they were like size four. So who's filling them? Um, but, um, but, but in all, in all seriousness, like Adam Lambert is unfucking believable vocally. He's like, it, it's like watching a, a mortal Kombat movie where they just like do backflips throughout like an endless, uh, an endless woodscape and like scorpions go over here and shooting, shooting arrows out of his wrist all the place and just can't hit the guy. Cause he's flip, 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 flip. That's what Adam Lambert's voice does. Um, I, I, I really have a hard time wrapping my mind. Who the fuck else could have possibly stepped in and sang with Queen at this? I mean, even at this point. So they're they're starting really to put out some new material, you know, as they tour. I mean, maybe like one or two songs. Um, but then obviously, it's not Queen. It's not Queen. Well, that's the thing. They they run through it's the, queen, the queen canon. Um, and it's unbelievable. Now, here's the thing. He doesn't... He, he. It's not like karaoke where he's doing every single inflection that Freddie Mercury did because, like, oh, duh, I'm a dummy, and that's what I know from the best of, uh, you know, CDs. Um, but he does, like, his take. And while they're rec- more than more recognizable, they're still different, but they're just fucking awesome. So I'm going to stay in that same uh, school of thought. I'm bringing back Queen with Adam Lambert to do my Flash Gordon soundtrack. You guys, feel free to borrow that. I like that. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to go very heavy AEW. So we got Rock as Flash Gordon. Um, Ming the Merciless is going to be Chris Jericho. Fu Manchu, I'm going to change the name, though. Beautiful long hair. He'll wear a hat. It'll be awesome. Fu Manchu? That I can get behind. That'll be be dope. That can't possibly be racist. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're uh, gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go with wrestlers, but you're picking AEW guys. That's right. The goddamn best pro wrestling. 
other than some NXT right now, you some bitch. Um, oh, Ellis, look, here's the thing. He's my brother. He loves me. He's trying to save me money. The AEW guys, you can get really like a fraction of the cost of the WWF. Uh, and WWF, they'll actually WWE like, guys part. They'll actually do stuff as opposed to boring ass uh, everybody I else. Shots fired. Uh, ease out and ease out, but he said no. Fuck you. I'm shooting across the bow. <laughs> uh, as I'm, I'm gonna also. Uh, I'm a big fan of of Hollywoodification. Uh, taken back. I like to see. I like to see sun kissed skin. Uh, so we're going to bring out of retirement uh, AJ Lee uh, is going to play Dale because I think she'd be a good bad guy. Um, Aura is going to be uh, Brandy Rhodes because she's delicious. Uh, we're going to go with Prince Volta, uh, um, Josh, Voltan. Sorry, Prince Voltan. We're going to go back to WWE. I'm going Braun Strowman for the beard alone. And for, uh, for Prince Baron... Uh, I'm gonna His cast wings myself. would have to be so big. <laughs> Just so I can hang out with wrestlers I like. <laughs> so to go back to Charlie's topic, he absolutely 100% would be the guy who if you brought him in to save the day, he'd show up on a white horse. He would wear like a George Washington type of jacket with like the the fuzzy collar and the the shoulder epaulets and the whole all medals that that don't uh, that aren't attributed to any kind of like battle or war. He'd be like, "Yep, I'm here. Nobody worry." King Dingling reporting for duty. Who the hell cast himself? Son of a bitch. I'm gonna call you Lin Manuel Rivera at this point. Just casting yourself in every damn thing. All right, that's the science guy. Who's the science guy? Flash's friend. Oh God, that's a great question. Well, he's gonna be Morgan Freeman in my version. Nice. (laughs) See that that might be budget. It might eat up some budget, but you know what? That's smart money spent. That's just just for the voiceover for the commercials. (laughs) That's that's money well spent. I, I I like your style, dude. Guys, I'm gonna throw you a bone. John, you get to be be the man at the airfield. Uh, that's your big role. And uh, Ellis, you get to be the airplane pilot. You guys are vital to... Uh, I, you won't be named in the credits, though. That's an unnamed role, so so uh, my IMDb is not even going to get a bump from this oh, bullshit? No, absolutely not. This bullshit wrestling production of yours? No. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that that's my time. The so, Khan family. Charlie, f- final, final thoughts, man. Take us home. Uh, you know, it's so fucking crazy to me. <laughs> at how many remakes disgust me. But if you remake something that wasn't a monster blockbuster in its time, then I'm all for it. You could do 10 Flash remakes. You could do a Short Circuit remake if you cut out all the brown face and weird racism. Uh, Pretty much anything I watched on WB uh, over and over again. If you want to remake that shit that only I like, (laughs) <laughs> yes, please. Leave the good shit alone. It's already good. I don't need a Goodfellas remake. I need like a Mouseketeer. Like, how have we not fixed Three Musketeers yet? For the love of goddamn God. They've tried. They, they just keep trying. Have they? Because it feels a lot more like them being like, let's get Chris O'Donnell. Let's fucking not. And say we did. Bad enough he fucked up Nightwing for me. That's right. I know what you were trying to do in Batman and Robin. Wearing the fucking bird. You son bitch. Oof. Fuck you, Chris O'Donnell. Oof, to the magoof. 
Chris O'Donnell, you're back in my good graces. You get to be the car uh, driver. <laughs> Ellis, final thoughts, brother. <laughs> so uh, on remakes, I agree with you. They should they should remake bad movies. Like stop remaking good movies. Make a good version of the room. I'll watch that. <laughs> Look, all I'm going to say is this, in, in, in just in terms of the remake kind of uh, um, policy that, that we have, first of all, let's decide what the fuck is a remake and what's a reboot, because it's still up in the air. Um, I was like, a remake, is, a, a reboot is just a remake, but it's produced in Canada, right? Like, what... Well, what like what's the actual decision? Anyways, reboot is for a series. A remake is just a movie. Oh right? god, it's a it's a redo basically. They're all just redos. To a me, reboot is when you wanted to have four sequels. Yeah, exactly. To me, the the whole point of kind of going back to the uh, drawing board with content that we've seen already means that when you go there, you're going there because that original source material inspired you but it inspires a lot of people if you're going to go and repackage it and put it back out there you better have something additional to add so like one of the one of the the examples that we use ellis and and you're a constant uh supporter of us here or two uh, and on top of doing you know beautiful artwork for us um but but i'm not sure if even you caught it one of the things that that i lament you know, more than like world wars is that they remade clash of the Titans in such a clunky dog shit version that to me, it damaged the original that the the remake was so bad that it ended up back, uh, back washing and kind of spitting water in the face to a degree of clash of the Titans, which is one of my, as a kid, I worse. I had a Clash of the Titans fucking lunchbox. That's how serious I was about Clash of the fucking Titans. When mom came and said, hey, John, what lunchbox do you want this year? G.I. Joe, Transformers, maybe Voltron. No, mommy, I'm going to use my Clash of the Titans lunchbox again. And she's like, no, we're not poors. You're going to get a new lunchbox and you're going to fucking like it. And then she gave me one to think about. Um, Look, if you're going to reboot something, remake it. recast it whatever you're doing it because either the technology or the script or you know you want to fix something that needs to be fixed and this is your your opportunity to hit the rewind button reset jump into the DeLorean and and fix uh something that went wrong and and improve leave it better uh after you basically and you know what if they can make 27 after you're gone all the better um but if you're gonna redo it you should do it for for a good reason not just to make money because look there's a lot of ways to make money in the world um not all of them make people hate you and that's what happens when you make a bad clash of the titans i hate you and And if you 
And if you want to avoid my brother's hate, you can do that shit real easy. Go right now to US Comics HQ on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you follow. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Go over to iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or anywhere you can hear a podcast. And subscribe to US Comics Cast. Make sure you join us when we do our live shows. Make sure you say hi or something crazy in the comment section. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the heart because I love seeing your beating hearts. Join the conversation by throwing something out. But... Ellis, I got to tell you, man, you absolutely crushed it. Thank you so much Alice, for joining us today. As but, great as Alice is in the comment section, he's an even better guest. It's true. <laughs> That's I, saying something. And Ellis, I am uh, starting to to kind of warm you up because we have like 10 more things we need you to color <laughs> and we need them done yesterday. Oh, yeah. But, John, <laughs> my friend, what is the only way that we end this show right here? Oh, God, I had my notes. I had... I wrote it down some here. Oh, that's right. Bad fucking Mary. Take us out.